0: Welcome to Line. My name is Aubrey Ann Jackson, and I am a student doctor in my last year of medical school. Firstline brings listeners of all backgrounds together to discuss whole body health and wellness through an osteopathic lens. First Line covers tangible ways to improve your health, how to succeed in medical school, and various topics in healthcare, including mental health, all while holistically addressing the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Hello, I am recording this on March 3rd. This is two days after rank lists were due, and I am just in the waiting period right now. I have to wait until March 13th before I find out if I match. And then on March 17th, that Friday, I am going to find out where I matched. So, what program I'm going to be the next four years. So I'm pretty excited. I thought I would record a little blurb before I record after the match to just share with you where I matched and how I feel about it and all of that stuff. I'm hoping that it's going to be really good news. So the match process is a little bit misunderstood. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that. This is going to be really helpful for medical students and also friends and family members of medical students who will go through this process it is so different than any other job application of any other field but it's actually genius and i actually love it so years and years ago residency programs would kind of operate like job applications so you would have fourth year students apply to a bunch of places interview at a bunch of places and then it was basically a lot of applicants would withhold accepting different programs because they're still waiting to hear back from other programs. And so programs started to interview candidates earlier and earlier, trying to poach the best candidates before other programs could snatch them up. So they would even reach out to second or third year students to offer them a position and everything. And then some programs would have exploding offers where the applicant would have to accept within within 24 hours or or 48 hours or whatever, um, so that they put pressure on the applicant to decide earlier. So it wasn't it wasn't the best process. And it, medical education is so unique in that everyone in their fourth year is going to need a residency program and they're applying to all of these places all at once and residency programs have such a limited amount of spots available and it's it's so competitive and the the way the process was before just wasn't conducive with having the most equitable outcomes so the match algorithm was was eventually proposed and implemented and how the algorithm works is basically that so the applicant ranks programs that they interviewed at in order of preference and then programs rank applicants that they interviewed in order of preference and then the algorithm is ran so it favors the applicant it's called applicant proposing which means that if you have one applicant it looks at that applicant's first choice and if that applicant is also on the list of that program's list of applicants, then that applicant will match at that program preliminary. If that program only has four slots available and five applicants would have a preliminary match with them, then the applicant that is farthest down on that program's applicant list will get booted off. And so for that applicant, it moves down to to their next choice program on their list. And then the cycle continues. So then it looks at that program's applicant list. And as long as there isn't more applicants than there are spots above that applicant that would match, then the applicant would match there. There are a few videos on this on YouTube that I highly recommend you look at. But the important part to know about this algorithm is that it favors the applicant. So applicants are really incentivized to rank programs based off of their actual preference and not in any sort of order that has anything to do with whether or not they think that that program will pick them. Because even if you ranked 10 programs that you didn't even interview at in your top 10 and then you actually had like your number one program, that you did interview at as number 11 then the algorithm would just skip those first 10 go to your 11 and then you would match there unless that program filled up with people that also ranked that program to match and they were above that applicant on the programs list so how the match process works so fourth year students typically they do away rotations during the fall semester that may help them score an interview with those programs applicants usually apply to a bunch of programs i think it's increasing every year i applied to 80 psychiatry programs mostly based off of location. I really applied from Maine to Ohio to West Virginia and everything in between. So a lot of Pennsylvania, a lot of New Jersey, a lot of New York. And that was my preference of being a little bit closer to family. My family's in Pennsylvania. My husband's family is in Massachusetts and New York. So we wanted to be closer to family. I, so I applied to all of those states kind of indiscriminately, a mix of urban and rural. There was a few exceptions to programs I didn't include. For example, I didn't include every single program in New York City. And then there was a few, few other programs that, for example, my husband really didn't want to go back to Elmira, New York, where he's from. So I did not apply to the program in Elmira. I did not apply to every single program in Ohio either, but I applied to the ones in Cleveland. So that took me to 80 programs. I was originally going to apply it to 40, but my advisor told me to apply to 80, and I'm actually really glad that I applied to 80 because doubling my list, I probably more than doubled my interview list and many of my top programs were included in the 40 that I added so then with interviews I had over 20 interview invites I don't need to say the exact number I only took um even though they were 17 interview days the number of programs that I would actually have to rank was I believe 23 three or 24. I only ranked 20. I decided that a few of the programs I would rather not match, but have to soap. So that is like the process of the applicants that didn't match get together, the programs that didn't fully match all of their positions get together, and they kind of do the shuffle during match week to try to find placement. So, I decided that there was a few programs that I would rather not match or soap than go to. I felt like 20 programs is more than enough. I think once you have 9 programs listed, you have a 90% chance of matching. So, having 20 is close to 100% as you can possibly get. So, I felt comfortable not doing that. I thought that if there was any reason why I couldn't match in my top 20 then something else was drastically wrong. So that was my rank list. So my rank list was really composed based off of, again, my order of preference. I heavily involved my husband with this process because I have to move him into a different state again uh, because I had to move him when I started medical school. And I did give him a lot of say in what medical school I went to which luckily for both of us was the same school. But for residency, I was willing to compromise a little bit more. And luckily for my top few choices, it wasn't a compromise. They were programs that I really felt great at. So a big factor was where my husband would find job opportunities. He's going to graduate with his MBA the same time I'm graduating So he's going to want an entry-level MBA job and he has a concentration in marketing, so specifically marketing. So for a lot of that, that's going to be a city and a few of the programs were more in rural areas where there would be practically nothing for him. And that was something I made sure to ask on the interview trail. I'll definitely have an episode of questions that you should ask programs, but one of them was, hey, my husband's in marketing what kind of job opportunities are there for him? So programs that hesitated or didn't really have a real answer, I definitely made note of that because that was important for us. Um, Another thing that was important was that I really wanted more of an academic program that could provide some teaching opportunities, some research opportunities. Then I heavily considered work-life balance and how far away it was from family. Definitely took into account my interactions with their current residents because those are gonna be my coworkers um, very soon. And then also the faculty members that I interview with. A lot of these factors came together. So I spent quite a bit of time um, with my husband talking about all of these programs that I was gonna rank, which programs to rank, and especially the order of it. Prayed a lot over my list. And I'm really hoping that I end up in the place that is best for me and at a place where the program actually wants me to go there it was really important for me to be my most authentic self during my interview to not put on a show not to give fake answers but to be honest and authentic because first of all it's just as much me interviewing the program that it is the program interviewing me and second because if I act like a different person and they want that person to attend their program, then it leads to a mismatch. Not a good match. So if I am myself and the program doesn't like that, then good, I'm not going to end up there. I don't want to end up somewhere where I would not be a good match with. So... That was really important, and I think a lot of applicants will overlook that. And again, I'm gonna definitely have an episode talking more about this. This is just my initial thoughts. So I am now just waiting for about a week and a half until these results are out. I really hope that it's gonna be a great celebration. This episode of First Line is sponsored by TrueLearn. TrueLearn is an exam prep company, best known for their smart banks, that turn your weak areas into your strengths. I decided to partner with TrueLearn because it is the only company I trusted for preparation for Comlex level one and level two. Each TrueLearn smart bank practice question has detailed answer explanations and succinct bottom lines to get the big learning takeaway. For my listeners taking the USMLE, TrueLearn also has an amazing USMLE smart bank. If you are in your third year, TrueLearn also offers Smartbanks for shelf exams and COMAT shelf exams. Go to TrueLearn.com and use one of my special discount codes for up to thirty-five dollars off your subscription. Special discount codes can be found in the episode description. Hello, I'm recording on March 14th, and I learned that I matched yesterday. I Wish I could have recorded right when it happened, but I really wanted to take a day to just enjoy it and be in the moment. And it was just an interesting experience because you're told that you can get this email between 9.30 a.m. and 10 a.m. And basically after 9 a.m., I could not do anything else. So I was just waiting around my phone, had my sound on even though I was refreshing my email every every five seconds but finally got that email at 9 58 a.m and it said that I matched so obviously I'm super excited that means that I don't have to go through the soap process it was revealed that for psychiatry there is only 21 positions available in the soap process whereas there are specialties like emergency medicine family medicine and internal medicine that have over 500 spots available in the soap so really that is less than one percent of psychiatry spots went unfilled which really goes to show how competitive psychiatry has been becoming so now i'm just waiting until friday so that's three days from now At noon, when I learn what program I matched with. So, I am really just waiting for time to pass at this point. I'm completely done rotations, even online coursework that I had to do last week and the week before. So, I am just chilling, enjoying just being home with my husband and playing a lot of video games. I also uh, had. Had the opportunity since I did not have to go through the soap process, I was able to extend a free service yesterday and into today of editing, proofreading, and providing feedback for personal statements of people who have to go through the soap process because I know that I would be absolutely devastated, confused, angry, sad all of the emotions if I had to soap. Because it is just something that you've worked all four years of medical school for and especially in the last year spent countless hours making an application and countless hours trying to network with programs and sending letters of intent and doing away rotations and doing all of these interviews and To get the news that you didn't match is absolutely devastating. So I didn't have to go through that, but I can only imagine how hard that is. So I offered the services that I have on Fiverr for free for those people that had to go through the soap process. And I am hoping that having my service available, hopefully I can continue it into residency so I can help people through through that process and then also just help people with their personal statements in general so that they don't even have to soap in the first place because i think the personal statement is so so important to really show yourself in a different way than your CV and your the rest of your ERAS application does. It's really a narrative where you can tell your story and focus more on the subjective qualities that you have and why you're interested in your specialty and why you're interested in that program and working in that region. So the personal statement is super important and if you are not a fourth year student if you are a medical student in your first, second, or third year. It's really never too early to start working on your personal statement and your CV. And I'm offering both of those services on Fiverr right now. Uh, so I I welcome you to read more about that. I include the link in all of my new episodes, and you can also find the links on my website and my social media pages. But I really am coming from the standpoint now since I did successfully match that I can use my firsthand experience to really help other medical students as they go through this process in future years. So that's all for now. I hope that I can share some good news with you on Friday in a separate recording. Let me know that you like First Line. If you are listening on Spotify, tap the star to rate the show. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, scroll down and tap to rate or write a review. Thank you so much for your support. Hello, now to update you after the big match day reveal. I match at a program that I'm really happy about. I matched a program in Philly, uh, which is where I'm from, and it is affiliated with an academic institution, so a medical school, which will allow me a lot of opportunities to teach medical students and to be involved in research if I choose to do that. So I am overall really excited. The program is very unique in that They have that academic affiliation with an MD school, but they have quite a few faculty who are DOs, and half of my intern class are DOs. Additionally, I'm able to live back near my hometown. Home hospital is about a half hour away from where I grew up. All of my immediate family are within an hour or so. So now I'm going through the really fun process of looking for apartments or houses to move into by the end of June when my orientation starts. It's all really exciting and it feels like just yesterday that I was applying for this program and interviewing at this program, but it's actually been over four months since I interviewed with this program and almost a year ago that I was applying to away rotations and crafting my personal statement and my CV and trying to figure out what goes on ERAS. So I just want to say again that I am extending services that are very much personalized. Please do go and listen to some of my episodes about preparing for fourth year and also my episode about writing your cv i will have a personal statement episode coming out very soon to add to this collection but all of those resources are completely free and i also think that you really need people to read your work and to help you craft it and so i really hope you use my service but if you don't i hope you find some mentors along the way that you trust so if you're going through this process this year or in a few years, I wish you the best of luck. It is a crazy process with a ton of emotions. I can acknowledge that not everyone will end up satisfied with their outcome. A lot of people dropped down really low in their rank list, or they dropped so low that they ended up in a, in their backup specialty, or they had to Do the soap process, and they had to reapply to residency programs during the last week. And many times that also required them to switch specialties. And then there's some people that didn't match at all, or decided to take research years, or decided to delay graduation and do some kind of master's program, or maybe they have. Given up on clinical medicine, and now they're looking towards going into more of the consulting business, or maybe they have something going on like me with a podcast, and they want to make that into a full time thing and do some education on a broader scale instead of through patient interaction. So everyone has their own path. Um, so I just want to acknowledge that too. That I know I'm coming from a standpoint that I'm at an incredible program but not everyone is going to have that outcome, and that is perfectly okay. Everyone's situation is so, so different. That's why it is so important to have mentors along the way that can give you the real deal as far as whether you're competitive for your specialty, whether you can do more things to add to your CV, and that's something that I try to do in all of my services. I'm I'm really happy to say that I ended up in a very great place and I'm really looking forward to starting residency and sharing some of that experience of preparing for residency and transitioning to residency and work-life balance and all of those fantastic things in the future. Thanks. You can follow Firstline on Instagram at Firstline Podcast or on Facebook facebook.com slash firstline podcast stay tuned for a new episode every monday